0: Welcome to Voices of Santa Clara. Having a good idea doesn't get you And if we'd hit those, there would have been an explosion. We would have died, obviously.
1: Scholarship should cultivate the virtues.
0: Worry more about, am I searching for what I should be doing next in the world? I still remember the first day that I visited Santa Clara. It was during the fall of my senior year, and on that day I was doing two college tours. One of a school I had heard of and rooted for and dreamed of attending my whole life, and one that I had barely ever heard of. The one that I had barely ever heard of was Santa Clara, and my dream school was Stanford. And while Stanford's map of the companies that graduates had started within the region was certainly more impressive than Santa Clara's, there was a noticeable difference between the effort that the two schools put into their tours. The Santa Clara students, both who gave the tour and who answered questions in the admission session afterwards, were incredibly articulate, great storytellers, and emphasized that Santa Clara had helped them learn and grow both academically and personally. Today's guest, Rachel Robles, graduated this past June, and she was incredibly involved, in fact, had leadership positions in two of the largest and most well-respected organizations on campus. One of those was the Ambassadors program that gives student tours that I was just mentioning. And the other is called APB, which stands for Activities Programming Board. And this organization runs all types of student events for all grade levels and puts on a spring concert, a preview day for admitted students. As you'll hear in this interview, Rachel's passion for event planning very clearly comes through, and she's an awesome storyteller. In this conversation, we talk about what she's learned from helping to lead these two organizations. I couldn't help but asking her why she personally chose Santa Clara, because she definitely gets asked that question all the time. We talk about her dream job advice for first-year students. As anyone who's ever been on a college tour knows, the questions asked by some of the parents can be quite strange, so I ask her about that as well. I've interviewed a lot of professors for this show, and it's obviously difficult to match the level of expertise that some of the professors at Santa Clara have in their subject areas. But I've been very impressed by some of the storytelling abilities of the students I've had on this show. And as you'll hear in this interview, Rachel is a natural on the radio. So without any further ado, enjoy this conversation with Rachel Robles. I'd love to start out by asking, so you've given uh, so many tours. I'm wondering if you have a favorite location on campus.
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, it's always really fun taking families and guests like up Palm Drive mm-hmm. up to the Mission, and then you see everyone stop and take pictures because it's like, the most iconic with the fountain there. And so standing there, we do a stop at the Mission, and just seeing that view of like down Palm Drive and seeing campus and a lot of people walking by is um, definitely, I think one of the most iconic views of Santa Clara, and mm-hmm. one of my favorite ones, because that's where I get to talk about Jesuit values and how Santa Clara's education kind of sets us apart from different schools and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I would say that's probably like my favorite stop in terms of view and what we talk about when we
0: stop mm-hmm. there. Yeah. What have you learned from that whole student ambassador experience? Because I know you've done it for a few years, and now mm-hmm. you're kind of like in charge. So what is that? Yeah. What has that been like? What have you learned?
1: Uh, it's been crazy. It's been one of my favorite experiences here at Santa Clara by far, not only because of the people, but just really in the, the leadership and connection that I've felt to Santa Clara in these past past four years. So I got hired in the fall of my first year and have been doing it for the past four years very much so. Um, so the experience has really made me feel connected to Santa Clara because we have presentations every single week from people all over campus when it comes to, you know, diversity. We had Father Yang actually last Tuesday come talk about yeah. his experience and what he's learned at Santa Clara in these past, what will be almost 10 years for him at Santa Clara yeah. next year. And so it's made me really appreciate some of the nuances and the things that go into building this school. Um, but also you know, made me ask a little bit more questions about what we can do better and what it takes to make a student's experience better here at Santa Clara and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's definitely made me appreciate it because I get to see some of the bi- behind the scenes of what mm-hmm. people do here, um, but also feel really connected in sharing all the information, the resources, and making sure that Santa Clara, at the very least, has communicated how it could be a good fit for a student mm-hmm. and not Of course, it's not going to be the best fit for everyone, but Mm -hmm. making sure that we advocate for just, you know, pursuing an education in general and, you know, opening yourself up to new experiences and that Santa Clara, for the most part, has an opportunity for everyone to figure that out. So Mm -hmm. it's been amazing. And um, I've I'm in charge of event management um, Mm -hmm. within our leadership team. So I work on open house as well as preview day, which is like Mm -hmm. our admitted students Mm -hmm. day at Santa Clara. And so at the end of the preview day, I was like already sobbing because it's been one of the best experiences to work with Mm -hmm. an amazing team that just is so high energy and really just has a passion and love for what we do and, you know, letting people know our experience at Santa Clara authentically, both the good and the bad and Mm -hmm. all of the in-between and, um, knowing that I was able to be a part of that in these past four years has been really incredible and I'm really grateful for the program as a whole.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure you get asked this a lot on tours, but why did you personally choose Santa Clara? And then I guess, has it delivered on what you hoped for?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We do actually get asked that a lot. So it's uh-huh. funny because sometimes people ask that question and think it's like the most brilliant question there. Right. And it's like, You're no, like, we, no actually, <laughs> yeah, we actually get that a lot, which, um, yeah, so It's kind of a long story, but also very much speaks to who I am as a person. So I applied to 13 different schools, which was a lot. And I tell people all the time I don't recommend even applying to that many because by the time it came down to it, I only was really looking at six to seven schools. Ten of them were in California and three were out of state because my parents told me I wasn't allowed to leave the state. I have very protective parents. Um, They didn't know about the three out of state ones. But... um, When it came down to it, I was looking at UC Santa Barbara and Santa Clara, and um, I actually got waitlisted to Santa Clara when I first applied. Mm -hmm. And by no means was it, you know, at the top of my list. Was it like my dream school? I actually didn't know about Santa Clara until my senior year of high school. Um, One of my high school counselors had graduated from Santa Clara, and I had done, done a lot of internet matching programs like i didn't really know what i wanted but i know that i wanted strong academics a good location within california um, and just kind of like a holistic student body that didn't have necessarily a focus in its school i didn't really want to go to a technical school or anything like that Um, and santa clara always kept popping up and that's how i learned about it and decided to apply um and so actually deposited to UCSB. I had visited there. Um, I It's beautiful if you've never been down to Santa Barbara and had a lot of friends going there and things like that. But it's really when I visited Santa Clara that it really just changed my perspective and how I felt about it. So I did you know, the very standard admissions tour and was sitting in a student panel that like, I now work and have been for the past four years. So that's been a really crazy experience to know that's come full circle. But was sitting in that panel and was really listening to the students um, talk about more than just their academics or about the classroom, that they had, you know, had the resources to figure out what they're passionate about, not only in their careers, but also causes that they really appreciate, that they've really formed connections with both the professors and people that they have met, and that it was more than just school to them, and that it felt like home, and that there were things that they felt they were had learned in the past four years, that they were going to go on and really going to impact their lives and mm-hmm. had really told themselves that they're going to move on to impact other people's lives. And so I was like, wow, this is a really special place if the students here not only talk about their classroom experience and feel like they're competent enough to get a job, but also that they feel like they've grown and figured out who they are. Because who really knows who they are at 18 mm-hmm. years old when they got out of high school? And I was telling myself that, that I don't know who I am or what I want to do and it really felt like a place I was going to be able to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I'm a really emotional person and so sitting in that room, I like almost started to cry and I was like, why am I, I kept it together because people are going to think I'm emotionally unstable if I start to cry (laughs) in the middle of the room. But, after that, I had realized that no place had physically affected me in that way. Even when I had visited Santa Barbara and talked to alumni from my high school that really had loved it and things like that, I didn't really even feel that connection in the way that I had felt when I visited Santa Clara. And I actually was only on, our tours are about an hour long. I was on the tour for maybe 15 minutes before I decided I was like, I don't even need to listen to the rest of this mm-hmm. because I decided that I want to go here. Um, so that was pretty incredible. And I left that day and I texted my best friend. I said, if... You know, some people get on wait lists to other schools and, you know, immediately write it off. And I think that would have been the case for some of the schools I even applied to in that first 13. Um, But I was like, if Santa Santa Clara decides that I can get I can be accepted here, like I'm 100 percent going. Mm. And so I had left that day knowing that um, it wasn't just going to be school. And within the first two weeks that I was here within at Santa Clara, it felt like home. Mm. And so it's really cheesy to say that I couldn't picture myself anywhere else. Cause of course we're human. And like, I know that I could have been happy at probably a lot of other places, mm-hmm. but I do truly feel that Santa Clara has given me, you know, not only the educational skills and whatnot, but, um, I think the confidence to figure out who I am and what I want to do. I don't think I could have been sitting here with you and speaking mm-hmm. about my experience, um, in my first year, quite as confidently or, um, thoughtfully because throughout my time here, my professors, my mentors within ambassadors and um, APB have really told me to think thoughtfully about my experience and what I want to get out of these four years. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried to take advantage of these leadership opportunities, mm-hmm. giving back into these programs that have really helped me develop. And mm-hmm. I've gotten to connect with so many people within the programs and now leaving knowing that I want to do something you know bigger than myself and to constantly treat people, whoever I meet, wherever I go to learn about, you know, their stories and then leave um, my own in- impact moving forward. So I think, yes, it totally has delivered. And it, as cheesy as it sounds, you know, I feel just as at home now as I did when I first visited campus that, mm-hmm. you know, spring break of my senior year. So it's been an amazing four years, definitely. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah.
0: I'm also curious about the APB uh, experience you've had. So mm-hmm. kind of why did you first get interested in that and what have been some of the most meaningful experiences yeah
1: so i joined apb also my first year so both of these programs i've followed through in these past four years and um i decided to join initially because apb it's kind of tough sometimes because people get ASG confused with APB because in high school that activities as well as the student government part are very intertwined within high school and that's how it was at my high school as well. I was um, on student council there and it was very activities planning but also working with administration of course Um, and I knew that I liked kind of the event planning aspect a little bit more and so there was an application out for a first year um, events manager and so I applied and then I got hired and I was actually the first first year events manager ever. So it's been a four, a full four years since the programmer, or the organization as a whole has adopted this class programmer for the first year, um, for the first year class. And so I started that and i have really fell in love with it. I think it meshes all of my different strengths with being a real extrovert and being, love being around people, but also kind of the logistical project management stuff that I really like. And Figuring out what events I wanted to do and finding vendors and figuring out how we wanted to market to people. And so I think it really encompasses all of kind of the aspects of a business almost, but into one kind of microscopic part of, you know, getting people involved and everything like that. And I was an event manager my first year and then as well as my sophomore year. And then I took a year off because I went abroad. And then I'm now director my in my senior year, so I manage staff and don't do events necessarily myself, but give them the tools and resources and ideas to be able to execute um, for themselves and now work a lot more within administration and overseeing the organization as a whole. Mm-hmm. But um, APB in particular has, I want to go into event management as a career, actually, and so it helped me figure out how much I love it and they is really like no other kind of adrenaline that I feel than when on the day of an event you know running around and figuring out what has to be set up and calling all the vendors and stuff like that like I love that rush mm-hmm. and so APB helped me I guess discover that and figure that out and realize that's what I really wanted to do long term mm-hmm. in my career and stuff like that so
0: mm-hmm. what has been one of your favorite events to plan and execute
1: oh that's a good question Last week, we had Senior Ball, which was very fun for me, both from a planning perspective because I did have to run check-in and, like, all of my friends that were checking in, they were like, are you coming to the dance? Like, why are you working? And all this stuff, things like that. And I was like, well, I have to, like, be here for my team and I have to make sure that everything goes well. And, um, And then I went and so many people were saying how good of a time that they were having. It was at the Glass House in downtown San Jose and really just was a culminating factor in, yes, I had so much of a part in... This planning process and, you know, helping choose a location and figuring out food and working with the senior events manager to figure out how we're going to sell tickets and everything like that. But also participating in it so closely and being with all of my friends and some of my team that helped plan throughout this year really felt like a full culmination celebration of what this program has been to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that, like, I've really given it my all in these past, you know, technically almost three and a half years. And... Um, for it to finish an event with my senior class was mm-hmm. really great because it put all the pieces together of my life, of both my social life and this you know, professional aspect of my involvement in cap- on campus.
0: Mm-hmm. Have, have there been any lessons that you've learned about leadership in this past year, whether through ambassadors or APB?
1: Oh, definitely. I think, so within APB, Campus involvement is really interesting and campus leadership is really interesting because this involvement is only a subset of a student's life, you know, and they give it their all, but also school comes up, you know, personal life matters comes up. And so learning to manage that within a quote unquote professional organization was really interesting because I wanted to be there for my event managers, both in their personal lives and their professional lives. Mm -hmm. And Ultimately, making sure that they were okay as people, first off, and then making sure that the organization as a whole wasn't suffering because of, you know, the the work that we had to do to make sure that gap was filled, you know, if they were struggling through whatever. Um, so, I actually had to deal with two people having to resign from their positions this year, and that was really difficult for me because I asked myself, you know, what could I have done better to either make them feel like they could stay on this team, or make them feel like they could have approached me in working through all of these issues and whatnot and ultimately we're all still friends and everything like that there is absolutely you know no consequences to that action but i think it really blindsided me in knowing that you know everyone has their personal life and that you know this has been my baby and in my senior year of college i'm really really more so have my ish together than maybe a first year or a sophomore does and having to kind of guide them and be a mentor in that aspect. I don't necessarily think I anticipated that. Um, I'm a person that definitely leans towards more leadership roles, but gets I sort of get uncomfortable when it comes to confrontation and having to be the bad guy in those situations. So that's something that I've learned both in um, APB and a masters and that knowing if someone is not necessarily doing what they're supposed to, sitting down, working through those problems and saying, you know, what can I do to support you and help you so that we are contributing to this organization and making sure you're OK and that, you know, the rest of the team is OK and knowing that you have this responsibility to an entire team. Mm-hmm. I also learned especially with the masters and being in this role is that I can't do it all myself mm-hmm. and that I should really rely on the amazing and capable team that I had behind me mm-hmm. um, within planning for preview day and open house. I learned that I could delegate that there were I had people that were so competent and so willing to help and asking me always you know what can I do and I'm like, oh, I'm good right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I was under this mentality, if you want something done right, do it yourself sort of thing. And realizing that there are so many people behind you to support you when you're in these leadership roles, especially in a community like Santa Clara, where everyone wants to support each other, that I really can lean on the people around me. And being a leader does not mean doing it yourself and doing it the best so that everyone sees how well you're doing it, but really, you know... Giving that response, sharing that responsibility with other people. And ultimately, at the end of the day, they will recognize that it's because of all of the hard work that we have done as a team with you at the head of it is what I think makes the best leader is giving those people the resources to empower themselves and not just not necessarily having all the power to yourself. Mm
0: -hmm. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah. What would a dream job be after graduation?
1: (sighs) I don't know about, okay. So, your is really struggling to find a job, first of all. Uh, not a- not actually. I've been applying to a lot and then there was something that I had gone-, gone to like the final rounds and then it didn't work out. And mm-hmm. so obviously that's really disappointing and whatnot. But my dream job ultimately, I don't know if this will ever happen anytime soon. Um, I'm a big Disney fan. And mm-hmm. when I was like looking for jobs in general, there was one that required way too much experience mm-hmm. in my opinion. But it was like, planning Mm -hmm. disney like dream vacations basically Mm -hmm. for people and that like sounds amazing to me because i love event management i basically like putting projects together like pulling a bunch of different pieces and giving someone a plan and saying like here this is what you should do or this is what we should do um so i think working for disney either um, at disney world or the park and um they have like a dream vacations like sector Mm -hmm. is like my ultimate thing but Mm -hmm. i also like within the bay um really want to work within like event marketing for different companies. So whether that be like trade shows or like product launches and things like Mm -hmm. that, like that's where my passion lies and where I would love to work um is for like a tech company doing like different product lunches launches or event
0: Mm -hmm. marketing basically. What what is it about event planning that you really love?
1: I think it's just all those different pieces that come together. Um It's being really detail-oriented, which I really enjoy and have seen. That's how kind of my brain works. It's like, okay, we have all these big pieces, but what are all these little parts that are missing to be able to fit and make this the absolute best experience and um, all those little holes that might be missing? And it's also just like that adrenaline of the day of when Mm -hmm. you have – you know, on preview day or at the concert when there's these hundreds of people coming to visit campus and seeing what you've put together or this sign that you made. You're like literally hundreds of people have seen Mm -hmm. this sign that I put my own like blood, sweat and tears into. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like a really rewarding feeling, you know, and um, not that I want to say that I'm really into this like self-gratification career or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but it's, uh, I think, a very like tangible um, product that people see and people can recognize and I really like that feeling of looking at something that I've put my work into Mm -hmm. um, because I'm a really visual person in general and I think that's Mm -hmm. what it comes down to and then um, ultimately having that people engagement because Mm -hmm. I really like being around people and like talking and seeing what they have to say and hearing their perspectives and so I think um, events really gives me that opportunity to put a logistical project together that ultimately ends up in the hands of people and ultimately depends on what people's experiences are to see if that's successful or not.
0: Awesome. Well, I have a couple shorter questions okay. at the end here. So first of all, do you have a favorite location that you've traveled to? Yes, I do.
1: Um, so I studied abroad in Brussels, Belgium, um, but my favorite place that I traveled to outside of Brussels was Copenhagen, Denmark. Hmm. I think it's like one of the most beautiful cities. I am from Southern California originally, so I I actually hate the cold. And it, when I went there, the, the weather was terrible. It was freezing. It was raining. But there's something about the city that just feels like very European, but very charming. It also had helped that I had traveled to a lot of countries where English was not easily spoken, so, like, navigating the city and traveling was a little bit more typical, but in Denmark, almost everyone speaks English, so mm-hmm. in my, like, you know, privileged Western perspective, it was nice mm-hmm. to just not have to worry about getting around the city because I always knew that there was someone that could help me, um, but it's just really enchanting. The architecture is mixed between, like, old European and also, like, really modern architecture and... Yeah just got to see a lot of the city and mm-hmm. walk around and people are so nice in Denmark. Like mm-hmm. Denmark is supposedly the like happiest country mm-hmm. in the world. And I really like felt that when I had visited, it's just, everyone was really friendly in whatever like restaurant or shop we went into. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hostel we stayed in was really nice and everyone was, it was really perfect. I don't know what about it it was, but it's just a very charming, um, warm city. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm sure people have asked you a lot of questions in your Yours as an ambassador, I'm wondering, are there any kind of, like, funny or strange things that, like, people have asked you or questions that you haven't <laughs> been able to answer?
1: Um, Kind <laughs> of. Uh, people have better stories than me. But one was, like, a dad was really upset that, like, if you were in a residence hall like Sobrato or Graham where you have your own bathroom, the school didn't provide toilet paper for you. He was, like, really upset about that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to help you, sir. And, like, in my head, I was like, if you are coming to a school like Santa Clara and can either afford the tuition, the high-priced annual tuition, or receiving a generous scholarship that makes that possible. Like, I'm pretty sure you can afford <laughs> toilet paper in my head. And I was like, yeah, like, that's the price you pay of having your own bathroom. Like, if your student really doesn't want to get toilet paper, like, they can live in Dunn or Swig where those bathrooms get. So I was like, there's the pros and cons of having your own bathroom. Um, and then there was this other time... <laughs> This kid was hilarious. There was it was a relatively small group, but um, I was actually shadowing it. and Another ambassador was giving the tour, but at the mission where she kind of talks about you know Jesuit values and how religion, quote unquote, takes a pl- or serves a purpose on Santa Clara's campus. And then after every stop, we always ask if people have questions. So she goes, so then, and she goes, that's it. Um, does anyone have any questions about religion? And this kid goes, I think we all have questions about religion. <laughs> and I go, Oh my God, that was the best thing ever. And he's just like, I think we all have questions about religion. I was like, this kid knows what's up. Um, which was really funny. And uh-huh. it's like. Yeah. yeah, I was like, you'll do, uh, well, I was like, you'll do maybe well in college. The sass was pretty funny, but yeah.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice would you give a first year student who's just starting out at Santa Clara?
1: Um, it would be finding that balance between saying yes and no. And I think that a lot of um, Santa Clara veterans, quote unquote, have either very differing opinions, they're like, always say yes, you know, open yourself up to new opportunities or new involvements that you never even necessarily thought you would want to do or say or experience. And then other people will say, well, you also have to learn to say no, because I was totally guilty of this my first year and getting too involved and kind of um, burning myself out very much in that first quarter and being a little overwhelmed by all of the things that you're able to do at Santa Clara. So finding that balance in knowing what you might be interested in and opening yourself up to new opportunities, but also saying to yourself, am I giving all these things that I'm involved in my best effort or all of myself um, without being all over the place and spread too thin and then not fully committing to whatever you're being involved in. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also just like being confident in who you are and that no matter what happens, you'll figure it out. You know, you're a badass and there's a reason that you're here and a reason that we're all here and I I was seriously like not confident in who I was my first year and I think that in some of the reason I did so well with in my ambassador interview in the activities programming board was because there were things that I was really passionate about and so I was able to communicate that clearly and just told myself this is what I want and so I'm going to go for it but there were other situations Um, job interviews or interactions with quote unquote friend groups that I thought I wanted to be a part of or anything like that where I wasn't myself and ultimately if I just was I feel like I would have been more accepted into different communities or been friends with more people because I didn't need to necessarily worry about what other one everyone else was thinking and just you know be myself in
0: that regard yeah if you could send a message to every person in the United States what would you want to say
1: um be kind and courageous. Those are one of the two values that I hold very strongly in my heart is to be courageous to stand up for what I believe in and stand up for other people and also to be kind to other people and being compassionate. And um, it was really interesting with our talk on, with Father Ang on Tuesday, he said he studied history in his undergrad. And then I don't know if you know this already after talking with him, but then, you know, taught history at LMU and he thinks that this time in our world right now is some of the most hateful that he's seen in his lifetime, and for someone that has studied history for his entire life and has been on this earth for I don't know how old the other is mm-hmm. sixty, seventy years or whatnot. I think that really is saying something. And so, if people would remember to both be courageous to stand up for others and for themselves, and um to also be kind and compassionate, I think that. It would overall be a better place Mm -hmm. Um, and just holding those values true I think are really important. Mm -hmm.
0: Finally what does an ideal Saturday look like for you?
1: (sighs) Oh an ideal Saturday. Um, Me and my my roommate love making breakfast on Saturday morning so making breakfast with her and we usually play music downstairs and it's a sunny morning. Um, Going for a walk to the Rose Garden, possibly going to the beach and then finishing it off with either, um, I'm after studying abroad in Belgium, I'm like a big beer person. Mm-hmm. So like finishing it off with going to like a brewery with my friends and having a, a night there or um, watching a movie with all of my friends as well. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what my perfect Saturday looks like.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much yeah. for doing this interview. Thank
1: you, Gavin. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the show today. You can subscribe to Voices of Santa Clara on the iTunes podcast app. You can visit VoicesOfSantaClara.com for interview transcripts, and you can like the Facebook page. Special thanks to Miles Elliott for the music. Thank you for listening, and have a nice day.